0: Good morning. morning. We are so glad that you are here to worship the Lord with us this morning. Let's just bow for a word of prayer real quickly. Father, we wish to take the beginnings of our service here. Help us to remove the distractions of the day that we can focus on our Savior. Father, may your Spirit lead and guide and direct in each thing that we do, say, and think. May we realize this third Sunday of Advent that we observe just reminds us even more of the time when you are going to come to call us home. So, Father, use this time to prepare us for that second coming. Now, Father, may we lift our voices, our hearts in praise to the God who created us, who has saved us, and one day we will spend eternity in his presence. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together, please, as we begin. Celebration. We have three C's. Celebration, call and community. Celebration of Christmas is the incarnation of the Son of God, the magnificent mystery of the eternal word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Bye. We have the celebration and now we have the call. The call of Christmas is a call to humility. Jesus humbled himself in his birth, life, and death and gave humanity the clearest example to follow in how to live in life and godliness.
1: Earth and a great earthquake, then I heard him cry from the cross, it is finished. We watched him die, but somewhere in my being I knew this was
0: And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. (laughs) i <laughs> Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Come and worship. Give glory and honor to the Prince of Peace.
2: If you're visiting or you have prayer requests or you just want to tell us what a great job we're doing, if you would text <laughs> the word connect to 904-441-6900, that'll bring you up a link tree. That'll give you a, a way to connect with us, a way to give us your prayer requests. Um, it'll give you all the announcements that are in the bulletin. It'll give you uh, ways to give. It'll just give you everything you could possibly need unless you want a human touch, in which case you can go to the announcement to the welcome desk out in the atrium and there'll be someone there to help you with everything you could possibly want we have a few announcements um tonight at 6 p.m we have a silent candlelight christmas communion so if you'd like to come to that that's at 6 p.m the deacons are putting that on it's going to be very special just to get us more prepared for the for the week to come and then on christmas eve we know we have um some people that have to come to church during the day on Sunday. And so there is a 10.30 service on Christmas Eve. That's a regular service. It'll be in this, in this um, room here. It'll be a blended kind of service, but it'll be a, just the one service on Sunday morning. And then Sunday afternoon, we'll have our candlelight Christmas um, services, Christmas Eve services. We'll have one at 1.30, one at 3 in this room. And then we'll have at 4:30 and 6 p.m. We'll have across the across the way in the CLC. All of those services will have ASL interpretation. So if you need for, if you need that, that would be what you, we would have. Um, I just want to thank you all for coming, and um, wish you all a very merry Christmas. And let's just give another hand to this wonderful choir. Members.
0: We have done a lot of singing. Now it's your turn to do a lot of singing. So if you would please, would you stand with me? The community of Christ is experienced when we understand and believe that Jesus died and that in his death he bore the full penalty of God's wrath due to our sin. He rescued us from the price that we owed. Our pride and our entitlement and our selfishness are problems, but in the light of what God has done for us, in the light of his holiness, he gives, he can give way to our unity and to our humility. So we will sing together this medley and pray that you will just follow along and sing with joy, sing with gusto. (laughs) Another word for that is volume. (laughs) Gusto, volume, let's sing together. know what that means just take a moment find someone preferably you don't know welcome them here this morning shake their hand hug their neck if you do know them
3: Good morning church. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is great to see all of you this morning. Uh, last week we showed a video called Prepare Him Room and that was what Bill was laughing about in, on 8 o'clock service. We showed it again. But I have been been asked and asked and asked again. We did show it on Wednesday night. But you can go to Lifeway and for $15 you can watch the whole video about the nativity scene and that was a life changing. So I wanted to share that with all of you because so many have asked. Um, I'd like to share this morning on our generosity moment about our Lottie Moon offering. Lottie Moon is an international offering that every Christmas we ask you to give to that offering for international missions. I wanted to give you a little background about Lottie Moon. Her name was Charlotte Diggs and she was born in the late 1800s. She passed away in 1912 at the age of 72. She was a missionary in China for 40 years. Is that incredible? What a blessing. The Southern Baptist, the the Women's Missionary Union, wanted to bless her by honoring her, by naming this offering after her. So every Christmas we take the offering up. Our goal this year is forty thousand dollars. We are already at over a little over twenty thousand. So I encourage you to prayfully consider giving for that offering and also for our building fund. Would you please pray with me? Thank you. Dear me, Father, Lord, as we come into this season of not only sharing you, Father, with so many in the world all over, Lord, I just pray that we would give generously that we can continue to share not only in the missions internationally but the missions right here right here in our hometown right here in our state right here in our country Lord I just pray that you would be in every detail with us as we decide which place to put our monies and to be blessed by what we give we just love you and I thank you in Jesus precious name Merry Christmas again thank you
1: Zechariah 9 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout out, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just having salvation, lowly, and riding on a donkey, a cool, the fool of a donkey. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1.
2: That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have held concerning the word of life, then the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested with us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us, And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full.
4: Well, we're so grateful that you chose to worship with us this morning, and uh, we're continuing in our Christmas series. Uh, but just before I get into that, I just want to give you a little housekeeping and updating within the church. Uh, I shared with you a few weeks ago that we're experiencing growth here in the church. And as a part of that growth is we want to be very strategic on how we minister and how we care for uh, our church family and, and we reach our community. And a part of that is, is being strategic with our staffing And through the approval and guidance of our personnel committee and and their leading, uh, we've made some staff updates I just want you to be aware of. Uh, One of those, you'll see uh, Allie Vance up there, uh, who is our youth associate. She's actually been working with our youth for a few years now and does an incredible job. Uh, But there was an opportunity for us to combine a couple positions to make her role a little bit more full-time. So Allie has stepped in in a more full-time role and and coming alongside uh, Pastor Jeremy, and she's doing an incredible job. But just wanna let you be Aware of that change, as well as Pastor Brandon Elder, who is our production, uh, it was previously our production and communications pastor. His title is changing to production and worship pastor. Uh, the reason being is that uh, we had him doing production and communication well as our church has grown our our amount of our communication that we send out via social media uh, through email and just uh, as representing that increased and so we needed to put some more emphasis on that and so we have a full time communication director now and that's going to be Rachel Smith there on your bottom right and she has been previously serving on staff but is going to be serving now in the role of full time communication director and so Pastor Brandon now will be doing more hands on with production and worship, as that fits a little bit better. And last but not least is Kyle Murdoch is going to be serving as our sports outreach and discipleship coordinator. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're in the process of finishing our rec center in the next couple months, Lord willing. Um, and a part of that is that we're going to have a sports outreach ministry, uh, very similar to Upward Sports, and we hope to reach our community with Christ. But to do that, uh, we need to put some strategic staffing to help lead that ministry, and Kyle's going to be doing that along with some discipleship. Now you got it all straight now. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, that's a mouthful there. But wanted to keep you up to date. The Lord is moving. That's what I want to share with you. And we really felt as our personnel committee that we needed to make some strategic change to be behind what he is doing here. So keeping you in the loop of that. Well again, we're going to continue our series this morning called Kings of Christmas. And uh, this morning we're going to be looking at uh, what is known as the wise men, or sometimes referred to the magi or the three kings. And we're gonna dive in it. It's one of my favorite, favorite parts of the Christmas story. And I think as we look at their story, we see their response to the newborn king and their worship. And as we look into that, I think we get an understanding of what our response, what our worship should look like in this special season of Christmas. Uh, but before we jump in there, I, I want to ask, what is your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song? You can just yell it out, raise your hand. Favorite Christmas song? Oh, Joy to the World. Oh, Holy Night. Oh, holy night. Some more? Oh, yeah. Away in a Manger. Okay, not at all at once. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, sir. Um, my favorite song is uh, by, uh, Wonderful, Christmas Wonderful Christmas Time. I love it. Yes, sir. Oh, Silent Night, that's a good one. You know, I I love at our house turning on Christmas music, probably start a little sooner than I should. Uh, Maybe July is not the time to start, but um, I, I love a few songs that I go to every year just as a reminder. And one of my favorite Christmas songs is I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. That's one of my favorite songs, and i got to tell you, I've spent my whole life in Florida, right? And so I've been dreaming of a white Christmas, but it just seems like my dreams are not coming to fruition, nor will they, right? And I've always loved that song because I always thought of the magical feeling of waking up to a white Christmas. Uh, But I always wake up to a hot, humid Christmas, right, And, and living in Florida... And so I've settled a little bit. Instead of dreaming of a white Christmas, I once heard it said, I'm dreaming of a right Christmas. I'm dreaming of a right Christmas. And this is something I can get behind because the white Christmas is just not going to happen. But what would it look like, and I want to challenge this this morning, what would it look like for us to have a right Christmas? As we come into this special season of our faith, what would it look like for us to have a right Christmas? And I think for us to have a right Christmas, it means that we are surrendered to the Lord Jesus and worshiping him and drawing near to him. I believe that that's what a right Christmas would look like. But as we look at this idea, are we surrendered to Christ fully? Because I think it's only in that surrender do we experience the fullness and the joy of this season and time of year. And I think, uh, as I'm challenged with I believe that many of us were surrendered to the idea of Christmas, but were not surrendered to the eternal king of Christmas. And here lies the story of the wise men pursuing and searching out the newborn king. And as we look deep into their story, I think for us, there's an idea of what it would look like today, some 2,000 years ahead, of what it would look like to have a right Christmas. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I to encourage you to turn to Matthew chapter 2. And we're going to be in verse 7 in here in just a minute. But just to give you a little bit of background, and maybe you've heard this passage before, but the wise men, or the magi as they're referred to, are kings. You know, the background of their story, we don't have to get a ton of information other than they came to the, from the east. They were looked to by Herod to find and discover the newborn king Jesus Uh, We know that they had influence. They had wealth by the the measure of gifts that they carried. And and, uh, traditionally, as we look at Isaiah, and there's a prophecy about kings finding the new light of, of Jesus, the newborn king, is thought they were kings of influence. But there's a lot of the background that we don't have all the details on, but what we see is their response to the birth of our Savior. And I think in their response should be for us, an idea of what it looks like to surrender fully to Christ this season. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn to Matthew chapter 2, verse 7. And if you can this morning, please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 2, verse 7. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what the star had appeared. Or when the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, Bring me word that I may too come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold the star that they were seen when it rose when it before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. What would it look like to have a right Christmas? One in which we are surrendered fully to Jesus if you're taking notes this morning, I, I think the first thing that we can say about having a right Christmas, it's, it's, it's about searching out the majesty of Christ. See, as those wise men, uh, they, they took a journey to go find the newborn son Jesus, the newborn king. And it says in the scriptures, And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them, and until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Now, I think in our minds, sometimes we think about uh, the wise men finding the newborn baby Jesus. And we think that maybe it happened at the same time and the same night that Herod sent him out. But uh, a picture, I think, that we get in Scripture and that some commentators say that it might have been a journey to get to Jesus. In fact, it may have taken days, weeks, some commentators say even years, to finally arrive to see Jesus. In other words... The wise men, they had to pursue the newborn king. They had to search out the majesty of the one that they had heard, the one that had been prophesied over. They had to search out his majesty. You know, so much has changed in those 2,000-year period between when the wise men searched out Jesus. But can I tell you, the true heart behind Christmas is still the same. It's pursuing a relationship With Jesus, the newborn and now risen King, our Savior. If we want a right Christmas, it's got to be about pursuing him and searching out the majesty that is our living God and Savior, Jesus. Search him out. Pursue him. You know, the only way that I think we can experience a right Christmas is by pursuing Jesus in a personal relationship. Every Christmas will feel empty and barren if we are not making it about Jesus. You know, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. What a beautiful promise in Scripture. That as we pursue Jesus in relationship with him, as we pursue God, he is going to reveal himself to us. He is going to make his presence, his goodness, his faithfulness, his holiness, his glory made known to us. But we have to pursue him. If you're looking for a right Christmas this year, it starts with pursuing Jesus in a personal relationship. You know, I I was uh, a few years ago... Uh, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office, they, they built a new facility out off State Road 16. It's a state of art facility. And uh, as a part of their uh, facility, they have what is like a little test track. And they do simulations of what it's like to be in a high speed pursuit chase. And as I was touring it, I got the opportunity to ride in a vehicle for them to simulate it. And boy, was it exciting. <laughs> and so they took me around the test track, and they tried to simulate, you know, high-speed turns and all the things that you would think about as you're going in a high-speed pursuit and, you know, as you're trying to most efficiently and effectively get to the place or the person that you're pursuing. And so they simulated it. It was, it was exciting. It was thrilling. And, uh, you know, it was, it was this really neat experience. And, you know, as we talk about pursuing Jesus... It's not a high-speed pursuit. (laughs) It's not like that which is simulated in that test track. No, pursuing Jesus is quite the opposite. It's an intentional slowdown of our lives where we dedicate ourselves, our time, to being in relationship with Jesus. It's being intentional. It's getting up early in the morning before your day starts and say, Lord, I want to give you this first few minutes of my day. I want to start with focusing my heart and my mind on you. It's opening God's word and say, God, I want you to reveal yourself to me. It's in that prayer time, taking just a little bit longer, say, God, I have spoken, but God, I want to hear from you. I need to hear from you. It's waiting on him to speak. And it's not a pursuit that happens all at once. It's a pursuit that happens in daily life, each and every moment being intentionally Going before and saying, Lord, I need you. I long for you. I'm pursuing you. I'm looking for you. You know, the, the, the good thing about making those intentional times and pursuing Jesus is that as we lead up to Christmas time, everything slows down in this season leading up to Christmas, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody else feel like it's a sprint to the finish, right? You know, we're trying to rush. We're trying to get all the things done that we need to, trying to coordinate family plans, friends' gatherings, getting all the gifts, getting the decorations up. And we're sprinting, and we're just trying to make it to Christmas, and then what happens? We get so busy that we miss pursuing Jesus, the whole reason for our season. I'd encourage you, if you're looking for a right Christmas, it starts with pursuing Jesus, Second thing you can write down this morning, if we're looking for a right Christmas, it means rejoicing in God's faithfulness. I love that it says the, the wise men, as they came, they said, they, then they saw the star, and then it says they rejoiced exceedingly, and then they could have ended it right there, and we did know that they would have been happy to see the star, that God's faithfulness of bringing them to the place of where the newborn king was, but it doesn't end there. It says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. In other words, they want to make it known that they experienced immense joy in their life. Why did they experience immense joy? Because it had been God who had been leading them by the star each and every day along the journey that led them to the place which they were yearning and they were looking for to be at the place of the newborn king. In other words, there was joy because of God's leading and his faithfulness in their you know, there's this, this risk, I think, that myself and each and every one of us, that we, there's a danger in this season to only look at uh, in the rush and in the busyness of the season to get the new things that we want for family and friends, to uh, receive the new things that we're longing and looking for, that we miss an opportunity to look back on our life and to consider God's faithfulness. How over and over again God had been there in our time and season of need. How over and over again God showed us his abundant mercy and love. How in those dark moments of our life when no one else was around, there was the Lord Jesus. And we forget to take a moment to give thanks to God for his faithfulness. Church, if you're looking for a right Christmas... I believe that your Christmas, that my Christmas would be so much richer. It would be so much more meaningful if we would take a moment to look back in our life and look at all the gifts that God has given us over the years. I, I was talking to a guy in our church the other day who's, uh, through God's grace, is two years uh, sober. And I got to talk to him about his journey through sobriety. And as he was sharing with me, and he had some really big challenges that he faced and that he's continuing to face. And through those challenges, it was hard. He, he would feel down some days. He'd feel discouraged some days. And he said, if I wasn't careful, I'd wake up with this just bad attitude. And he said, one of the things that I did to combat that, combat that is I have a journal that I, I have And in that journal, it's my gratitude journal, and I've written down everything that God has done in my life and continues to do in my life, and every day I start out by just reading through that journal and saying, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this. And and, and he goes through this, and each and every day, it helps set the tone of his day and his life to live with gratitude for what God has done. Boy, church, what a powerful, powerful reminder to us to live each and every day with gratitude and thanksgiving in our heart for how God has been faithful. You know, I I think we we miss the opportunity to do so. You know, for my friend who's walking through sobriety and him doing that each and every day, it it helps him do two things. One, one, it helps him that as he looks forward not to forget that the God that was there yesterday is going to be the God that's there tomorrow. It helps him remind her that there's a God who's been faithful and he's going to continue to be faithful. But secondly, it gives him an opportunity to lean in and to live his life out of place of joy, gratitude, and thanksgiving. Friends, if you're looking for a meaningful Christmas, I believe we need to take time to look back in our lives and give thanks to God for all the gifts he's already given us. There's a song that I love, and... The chorus of the song says, may your hallelujahs be multiplied. My prayer for us as a church, may our hallelujahs be multiplied in this season. And I don't think it, uh, our hallelujahs are multiplied by asking and receiving more. No, our hallelujahs are multiplied when we just take a minute to look back and see that our God has been faithful. Church, may your hallelujahs be multiplied this season. Third thing you can write down is... If we're looking for a right Christmas, it means worshiping in the presence of Christ. Listen to what the scriptures say. As As the wise men and the kings, they went into the house where Jesus was. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. This season, this time of year, is such a special time in our faith. But it's a time for us to worship our King Jesus. It's a time for us to draw near in more ways to worship him. It's a time for us to lean in. and You know, worshiping, worship is an acknowledging of the identity of God and responding to it in a meaningful way. It's acknowledging who God is. For the wise men, as they came in, as the kings, as they came in and they saw, this was the son of the living God who was given in the flesh towards humanity. They worshiped in his presence when they identified who he was and what he represented of God's love, faithfulness to his people. They worshiped before him in a meaningful way. Church, as we acknowledge our Savior, our King, who He is, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the mercy of God. May we draw near to Him and in a meaningful way. Say, God, everything I have is Yours. I surrender it. I worship You. For You are good. And you are faithful. My life verse is Psalms 145, verses 8 and 9, and it talks about the character of the God that we worship And it serves as a reminder for me to draw near unto him. It says this, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all he has made. That's our God. That's the goodness, the holiness, the mightiness of our God that we serve. Let's draw near and worship him. Worship is acknowledging the presence of God and leaning into it. It's responding in an intentional way. You know we talked about at the beginning of uh, right Christmas. It's pursuing Jesus, and can I tell you, the more that you pursue Jesus, the more that you experience His presence in your life, and the more that you pursue Him, you realize that His working, that His power, that His presence, it's everywhere. And the more that you see it, it's a more opportunity for us to respond in worship to Him. Lean in, church. Lean in and see the presence the holiness of the God that we serve. Fourth thing that, that you can write down this morning is a right Christmas means treasuring the kingdom. Treasuring the kingdom. It says about the wise men and the, the kings that then opening their treasures they offered. You know I, I've seen you know depictions of what this looked like and and to me it's 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 always this idea that the The kings are arriving with these nicely wrapped gifts with bows and wrapping paper on them, and they're laying it at the feet of Jesus. Can I tell you, wrapping paper was not around then, okay? (laughs) Bows were not around then. And and, and there's a little bit of a challenging thought to me, and and here's I don't know, is were they already planning to give gifts to Jesus? Or, as it says in the scriptures, then opening the treasures the things that they had that were valuable to them, going into the presence of the living Son of God, and they sing and having their treasures, and they sing the holiness of God. Did they take whatever they had and say, this is what is meaningful, this is our treasure, but it's nothing in comparison to treasuring and worshiping before you, our newborn king. Did they lay it down before him? Did they take what was valuable to them by earthly and worldly standards and say it's in no comparison to the treasure that is the newborn King and Savior, Jesus? See, for us, there are things that are valuable to us. Our time, our focus, our attention. But I think there's a call for us that if we truly are worshiping, if we're truly surrendering... And as we go into the presence of the king, say, Lord, this is my treasure. This is all that I have, but I want to lay it at your feet because the treasure of knowing you is more. The treasure of having you as Lord over my life is worth more than any earthly thing in possession that I have. You know, the scriptures say that uh, they laid before him gold. And gold is of great value, and it was to show of his kingship on earth. This is the newborn king. Frankincense as an incense was worth great worldly value at that time, but it was a symbol of his deity. It was man, it was God and human flesh, and then myrrh and embalming oil is a symbol of his death, the coming of what he would bring, salvation and forgiveness. Can I tell you all of these things had great worldly value, but when they got in the presence of the king, they didn't mean anything in comparison to knowing the newborn king. I want to challenge you. To lay down that which you treasure in worship and adoration of our King. And I don't know how you guys do Christmas each year, but my wife and I have a shared list. And on that list, we have all the gifts that we're planning to get uh, for our nieces, our nephews, our kids, our family members, our friends, and I think even our dog is on the list. And we have this list, and we go through that list, and we check in, and we make sure, are, you know, are these gifts under the tree? Have we purchased these gifts we put on there? And I, I want to say that I felt like our dog had more gifts under the tree than me. I'm not sure. But we have this list, and we go through it. And we were, my wife and I were talking the other night, and we were, like, going through this list. And I felt so convicted that we had this long list of all the gifts that we were going to get. And nowhere in there did we say, this is what we want to give to the Lord. I'm not talking about a financial gift, although the Lord may be leading you. I'm talking about this is the gift of our time. And so I, I told my wife about it, and I said, listen, honey, I think we need to put a, a box or a bag under the tree, and we need to put it King Jesus. And any time that we feel led and we share it with our kids, that we feel like giving something unto the Lord. And maybe it's as simple as saying, this morning, Lord, this first hour of my day, I want to just give it, and I just want to worship you. That's my gift to you. There's nothing special about the bag, but it symbolizes that in this season, during this special season of our life, as we draw near to Jesus, we should be giving of that which we treasure. We should be surrendering unto him, for he is worthy, church. Amen? Amen. He is worthy. And I believe as, as the kings came before him, all they could think about is how worthy this king was, how awesome how incredible this newborn King Jesus was. and Because he was so worthy, they said, everything that I have, I want to lay down at his feet. What a challenge for us. If we want to write Christmas, we need to lay down before. Maybe this Christmas, you need to put a Christmas bag under your tree and address it to King Jesus. Say, Lord, I want to, I want to give these things unto you. Last thing I want to share with you, and it's not in your notes, but one last thing that I see about making and having a right Christmas and surrendering to the Lord, it's, it's about listening to God's voice. See, as, as the kings, as the wise men, as they uh, came in contact with this newborn king, you know, they had been given instruction by King Herod, who was very influential, very powerful in the time and age, to report back to him the location Of this king. And I'm sure that the stipulation of that was to fail to do so could bring great punishment. But see, the voice of Herod was not the voice that these wise men were listening to. See, they were listening to the voice of God. It says in the scriptures, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. You know what's beautiful? this time of year, is that I believe that the Lord is speaking to each and every one of us softly and tenderly. In fact, I would say there's not a question of whether the Lord is not speaking to you. The question for us is, are we listening? Are we tuning in to the voice of the Lord as he's guiding and directing us? And we know that in this season, boy, the world is begging for our attention, The noise of the world around us is loud. It's hard to ignore. It's hard to overcome. But can I tell you, the most meaningful voice this season is not telling you to buy something else to put under the tree or to celebrate Christmas this way. The most important and valuable voice this season is the voice of God. Right here. Right now, I'm confident in the God that we serve, that he is speaking softly and tenderly to your heart. Some of, he, some of you, he's calling you home. You've walked so many days apart from him, and he longs to be in relationship with you. That's the voice calling you home to be in relationship with him. For some of you, the voice is telling you you need to be a part of a church family that you can worship with be a part of. For some of you, it's to take a next step of faith. I don't know what the voice is telling you, but I am confident that right here, right now, the voice is speaking. And I believe right here and right now, God has given you an opportunity to respond to his voice and his speaking, his leading. And my richest prayer in this season, if you're looking for a right Christmas, don't leave this place without responding to the voice of God your Christmas season will be so much more meaningful if you tune in to the voice of God. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we love you. God, what a privilege it is to worship you. What an incredible season that we are in, that we get to worship our king, not just a newborn savior, but a risen savior. Lord Jesus, as we look at what it means to surrender fully unto you, Lord, I pray that we would do so this Christmas. Lord, as you are speaking softly and tenderly to our hearts right now, may we respond. God, is there going to be a time of invitation, Lord? I pray, Father, for some of those in here in the room right now that you're speaking to right now. God, utilize this opportunity right here, right now. to not go another moment of the day without tuning into your voice and responding to how you're leading. So, Lord, we want to submit all things to you. Jesus, you are worthy of all honor and all praise and all glory. Lord, may we declare in our hearts and our minds and our life that this Christmas is all about you. We worship you. We love you. And we we'll pray all this in Jesus' mighty and holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Church, Merry Christmas. Let's stand. Let's worship.
0: Go tell it. Ready?
5: Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the that Jesus Christ is while shepherds while shepherds kept their watching o'er silent flocks by night and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born down in down in a lowly manger the humble Christ was born and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain that
0: Jesus Christ is born. From the book of Second Peter, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord, for his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. You are dismissed.